0: Hey everybody! Welcome to episode eighty-five of the Is That Normal podcast.
1: Yes, and and so Randall, you know we've been doing this podcast uh, at least eighty-five times, and yes. uh, and and one of the reasons you know we started this podcast a couple years ago or however long ago it was we started it was because we had a lot of parents of teenagers approaching us as youth leaders asking this question: Is this thing my kid doing normal? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, how do I know if this is? okay or yeah. not and yeah. uh
0: Th- things like my 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 kid's brain suddenly just stopped working and or or ev- suddenly everything i've ever said my child has decided they they are completely 100 percent on the opposite end of the spectrum or my child is you know incapable of having a conversation in the same room unless it's over a digital media.
1: Yes, which I would say welcome to having a 13-year-old. I mean because I mean, <laughs> you that can happens, relate, right? like, oh, it's 13th birthday. Oh, they're going to stop being social and <laughs> listening to me and I mean that just that happens. Uh, yeah. and so so yes, that is normal, but you know, it, it's interesting, you know, for me as we think about our culture today and that's always been the case. I mean, if you go back historically, yeah. there's all these developmental stages and they're not that much different, but now we have social media. That magnifies and, you know, makes this big lens for everyone to see yeah. this through. And, and you know, and really social media has helped answer that question of what is normal because we see what everyone's doing so we can identify, yes, those are normal things <laughs> that that are happening. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and so, so, but then we have to make some value judgments about those things. Yes. Um, you know, because... When I look at social media, I don't know about you, Randall, but there's trends that happen.
0: Yeah. Like exactly. one
1: trend I see is that everybody's eating ugly food. Yes. Have you ever noticed that? You know, when you watch advertisements and the food looks mm-hmm. pretty, when you take a picture of your food and post it on Instagram, no. it is not as pretty as the the advertising no. food.
0: No, <laughs> no. And, and, and if it is, I'm suspicious of it.
1: <laughs> uh, another one I see a lot of is... Taking those silly like purse lips duck face pictures in random bathrooms. Why are those always in a bathroom?
0: I I have no idea. I true story. I have walked into a public bathroom and seen a male (laughs) standing at a mirror doing that.
1: (laughs) And I walked back out. (laughs) Smart move. And that's the thing, it's no longer like age or gender specific, <laughs> yeah. like there's 45 year old men taking duck faces. and oh God. Anyway, mm-hmm. terrible things happening. Um, one thing that I am really encouraged about though is my social media tells me all the time that everyone is still watching The Office. Yes. And uh, yeah, yeah. And so what do you do when you get done with watching all of the seasons of The Office? You Randall? watch them again. You start again. Like, right. That's, yes. Yeah, yeah. We
0: have, <laughs> at, at my house we have on DVR, we just record them because they play like, Twenty episodes a day, so so that's that is the go-to. If there's nothing else on, instantly go to the office. Yeah,
1: so. yeah, it's always always good, and uh, and then everything is a joke. If yes. you know, it, it, there's nothing that's you know off limits as far as jokes on the internet. So yeah, so those are things that are normative, but. You know, it leads me to another layer of our podcast because, yes, you have parents ask, you know, is this normal, what my child is doing? And we can say, yeah, sometimes yes or sometimes no or like, yeah, your child's <laughs> definitely not normal. But, But beyond that, it leads us to this question of just because it's normal, just because it's what everybody's doing. Is that really what you you want your child doing? And so it's led us to this layer of asking, you know, how do we raise our children to be abnormal, to live differently than our culture, since our culture really doesn't live to honor or follow Jesus. And that's what we want for our kids. And so today we're going to talk about that particular to the area of social media. Mm -hmm.
0: We're so glad you've joined us on the Is That Normal podcast, and we just want to connect with and help parents uh, as they raise teens and young adults in in a crazy world um, that that we're living in. And so, you know, in some of our pre- our previous episodes, we've talked about the survey that that we've yes. we wanted everybody to to check out. And if you haven't done that, we'll have the links. So we really encourage you to do that. Um, just a survey with the, that you can take in just a few minutes. Um, just getting some feedback and, and on our next episode we're going to yep. kind of break that down and go over today. some yep. two weeks from today yep <clears throat> and we'll go over some of the results of that and um and, and just talk about that a little bit so but today we're going to talk about a huge topic and that is teens and social media
1: yeah so this episode got on our schedule uh, largely because i had a parent a few weeks ago call me and just say hey uh, my young teenage daughter is been asking and asking to get snapchat I don't know anything about snapchat tell me what i should do Mm. and you know so it really led me to to not only give them some advice but really remember that hey there's so many parents out there dealing with these type of questions and so just want to do an episode maybe give some thoughts and some direction and some um ways to help you answer that question and you know i'm i'm definitely not uh an anti-tech guy uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, a user of technology. Uh, I think it's, there's some great tools out there. I really like some of the things that are happening with technology. Um, but just in everything in our culture, technology specifically, I'm always asking this question. Do I accept this? Do I reject this? Or do I have to figure out a way to redeem this? Yes, I can use it, but not the way it's typically being used. And so I think with um, our kids in this area of when and what to do with technology and social media, we have to be asking that question. Is this something we accept since everyone's doing it? Something we reject because it doesn't line up with our values or what we want for our children? Yeah. Or do we figure out a way to use this in a different way?
0: Yeah. So, so what does that look like to, to navigate that?
1: Yeah. You know, like I said, technology isn't in itself, you know, intrinsically good or bad. It's just a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, like any tool, we have to evaluate its use, uh, its use for us, as well as when we let our kids use it. You know, yeah. so uh, lawnmowers. Chainsaws and automobiles are fantastic pieces of technology. I, I love all three of those things. I use them often. I think they're great, but I'm not going to let an eight-year-old use those things. That, yeah. you know, and, uh, and hopefully none of you are either So, uh, uh, you know, because they're not developmentally ready for those things. We have to figure out when they are. We have to walk alongside them. We have to show them. Until we get a point where we let them uh, go out and do that on their own. And I think technology, particularly social media, is probably exactly the same way.
0: So, so is there kind of a, a set rule, a hard and fast rule on, on what's the right age for, for kids with social media?
1: You know, I, I would say no, um, because every person is different. Uh, even in my own household, I've got six children. I've let them use like some of those other tools, like lawnmowers, at different ages because some of them were more <laughs> or less ready, you know. So, yeah. so I'm not going to say. Absolutely, this this date, you know, on this yeah. birthday, this is when you should do this. Uh, but I, mean, I th- do think we have to notice that there's been a lot of research done over the last several years about how particularly mm-hmm. smartphones uh, are a very addictive piece of technology, mm-hmm. and that actually in our brains we're we're creating dopamine when we use them, and and app developers know this because they're actually programming in it to create dopamine release because they want you to be addicted <laughs> to checking, you know, your Instagram every 10 minutes. Yeah. And and so so it's a very addictive thing. And, and just like any substance that can be a- addictive, um, again, we have to really look at developmental readiness. And you do not want to introduce anything of that type, whether it's good or bad, until their brain development is at a place where it has gotten out of its initial growth stages into what they call concreting or that... Uh, that solidifying stage, yeah. and that happens somewhere in adolescence. Again, every person is going to be a little different, but somewhere between 13 and 14, that process usually mm-hmm. starts. So I don't think you want to start introducing this even on a regular basis without a lot of guidance before that age. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I know at our house, we've kind of made a, uh, a 15 is is a, is a the age of choice for us for mm-hmm. them to be able to consider getting their own phone to use because up until that point, I need a lot more monitoring Of that technology, I would also say, in addition to just brain development, middle school is a really tough age. You know, that fifth, sixth, seventh grade, Mm -hmm. eighth grade. um, There's a lot of trying to figure out who you are, which makes there to be a lot of criticism and bullying and all these things happen at that age. And so that's a really tough time to give them access to this social media where they're always seeing what other people are saying and what they're saying about them back. And so, so I'd really be concerned about letting them have full reign of that before then.
0: And, and knowing that not, not every parent is going to respond in the same way. And that, that kids much younger than them are getting that, that that's going to probably spark some conversation and, and (laughs) difficult conversations maybe that have to happen leading up to that point of the whys and the, you know, the understanding and building that foundation and, you know, we've we've talked in several episodes about rites of passage, and yep. I know that that you know getting that phone is one of the things you've you've talked about that that's that's a yep. rite of passage in your household, and so you know maybe building that anticipation, but but during that time helping to understand the whys and know that you know that they kind of already have a foundation when they do reach that point. That's
1: very good, and and you're exactly right, Randall. It, it's going to take. And not that they're going to always agree, but it's going to it's going to help if you have really good, clear communication and clear guidelines set out for them. Yeah, uh, the more you can be intentional about that. Um, the 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 more uh, well it's just the better that process is probably going to yeah. go for so, you.
0: So what does that process look like of starting to kind of yeah. lay out that that yeah. because that's the thing and, when
1: when even at fifteen and, and which it's not that my kids have never touched a phone before they're fifteen right. it's not but they don't get their own full access this is yours mm-hmm. you know kind of thing but even at fifteen when I hand that to them. It's like a car, like, like you don't get to go drive across country tomorrow because you got your license today. Like we're going to graduate you into that responsibility. We want to walk alongside you. And so, um, you know, so for us, I know that one of the things that we've uh, talked a lot about in our household is monitoring and accountability. You know, if your kids are going to be using your phone, using social media, you have to have permission to be a part of the conversation of what's going on there. So, you know, so we uh, tell our kids we've got to know your passwords, your lock codes, you know, and we have to have the right as a parent of saying, hey, I'd like to review what you've been doing on your phone. I'd Mm -hmm. like you to I'd like you to give me your phone and and try to keep tabs on on what they're doing And, and not. Not to be controlling, mm-hmm. but if I know that you're gonna take my phone sometime and look at it, it it's gonna help me make better decisions. Yeah. And so we just want that openness of that conversation, that monitoring. Um, and anytime you'd add a new piece of social media or a new practice, we really got to sit down and talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know we really want to we really want really have an open dialogue. and And the other part of that is if you if you create and foster that openness, hopefully it's gonna play out that if something does happen, you know, you, you know if somebody says something about you on social media you don't like or you make a misstep that you're able to come and have a conversation about yeah. that and so so it's really just to create safety and openness to, to help them navigate some what can be really painful and, and difficult yeah. waters in yeah. how mean sometimes things happen on on social media yeah.
0: and and I think it's important you mentioned that the that part about having that you know as a parent that ability to come and and review that at any time but to have that understanding up front as opposed to you know throwing that that out of the blue yeah Um, not that that's still not there's not going to be some resistance or (laughs) or disagreement with the methods there but but just that understanding that hey this is this may happen from time to time and and Set that expectation ahead of time, I think is important.
1: And I think a mistake I've watched a lot of parents make, particularly in the teenage years, is they'll say things like, well, my children are good kids and I <laughs> trust them. And this is not a value statement about your kids yeah. being good or bad. This is just a fact that I've watched over and over again. Really good kids from really good households. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to get caught in the same snares other people do. Yeah. And they're going to fall into temptation or they're going uh, to they're, they're walk into a place where they don't want to be and... And it's just going to happen, and and we've got to support them in that. And so that's why I want to tell them, hey, every week I'm going to be checking your social yeah. media accounts and checking your phone. I want to see what you're posting. I want to see what you're doing because I want to help protect you and I want to help discuss through with you yeah. the the difficult relational things that happen there. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm.
0: and even even whatever their intentions may or may not be aside, just we know the the predatory nature of, of what social media can be from all aspects. I mean, yeah. there are... <laughs> I know a lot of uh, older adults that I think could could benefit from that <laughs> same problem. Not, not yes. just from the perspective of intentionally going to do something, um, you know, ill-advised, but just there are so many different opportunistic people out there that are that are looking to find someone that they can take advantage of. Yes. and And so, you know, as you mentioned... When kids are still in that developmental stage and, you know, diving headfirst into that. It um,
1: can be really, really uh, dangerous. Yeah, yeah I can. Absolutely. And, and one other thing on that before we move on to the next kind of uh, encouragement is uh, also be aware that your kids probably have more than one social media account on the mm-hmm. social media platforms that they're on. Yeah. Um, they, they have got the one that they've told you about, and then they've got the one that they're posting with their friends. Yeah. The- and... I, not every child, but that yeah. is a very common is, practice. Yes. And just be aware that because you're seeing this, there may be deeper things going on. And yeah. you just just have your eyes open and ask good questions. That yeah. would be my encouragement. And then the other part of that is just also helping them, because our, our desire is for them to grow into self-awareness in this. And so to help them figure out good boundaries and rhythms, like mm-hmm. just teaching them that practice. I know in our household, you know, we've used things like the screen time, so that we can uh, both manage and monitor how much we're using different apps and how much we're on our phone, how many times I've picked it up and looked at it today. Uh, We've set curfews for certain things on our children's phones so that after a certain time or after a certain amount of time, you know, no, I can't use that anymore today. Mm -hmm. I've used up my amount of time on that. Um, And then also encouraging our kids to have um, times during the week, uh, times during the month, maybe even a day at a time, sometimes during the month where we just, We have a media fast, like I'm going to, I'm going to put this down and turn this off for a day. And, uh, but have those plan, have a discussion about that, create a family plan of what that should look like for you. Uh, one thing that's been really encouraging our household is we've uh, tried to have our kids do that. As they've grown and done that and seen the benefit of that, they start making those own choice their mm. own choices yeah. to do that. And I know uh, some of my children share with me frequently. I've been monitoring my screen time without me looking at it mm-hmm. as they've gotten older, and they said, "And I realized I was doing too much of this, so I deleted this app for right mm. now." And you know, and and it was it's just uh, yeah. helping them learn how to manage and monitor their own health, uh, not just physical health, but mental health. This is a big mental health yeah. issue. So, and
0: mm-hmm. and that goes back to you know we've mm-hmm. discussed before that that our that the goal as a parent is, is not to to just regulate behavior, but to, to help them develop into being able to make those decisions themselves and That's right. and be a good human being. That's right.
1: Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. So,
0: so so back to the question you got about Snapchat. What yeah, what yeah. are your thoughts on Snapchat? Yeah. So I
1: I have a lot of reservations about Snapchat. I know I've talked to a lot of adults and children both who use it frequently, and and they've talked to me about the things that they really enjoy about it. Uh, It's it's a much more direct uh, communication Mm -hmm. tool rather than uh, most of the other social platforms. You're at least a group of people are probably going to see that. group of followers are going to see what you're doing, whereas Snapchat's more a direct line of communication um, and so some, sometimes that, I mean, they, they, they crave that, that deeper mm-hmm. one-on-one connection, but the danger I see in it is it, it is way more difficult to manage, manage and monitor what is being sent mm-hmm. and what kind of communications are going on because of some of the nature of the way Snapchat works, uh, you're not always going to. Be able to go back and track what was sent and who mm-hmm. it was sent to, um, so that gives me great concern.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: uh, so so if if a, a child wants Snapchat, that's definitely not the first social media app they should get on. Yeah. And uh, and they uh, that's probably one after we've went through this process of accountability and we've went through this process of, of seeing them have self monitoring and healthy rhythms that as they get older that that might be you know something they can handle but definitely not from the start that's yeah. not where they need to start at all yeah. <laughs> so so, yeah. so
0: what are some of the other apps that maybe we should be aware of or at least to know about that that could potentially be <clears throat> that are popular and that yeah. the kids are using and
1: well if you're listening to this within 2 weeks of its original broadcast this will be accurate otherwise i can't guarantee it because this changes <laughs> it fast changes doesn't it constantly, yeah yes. and, and and i will tell you this uh, even in this whole conversation you know uh, we're talking about the best, most ideal way these conversations go. But usually, as soon as kids find out that their parents know what they're doing, they're moving to a different app. Yes. So that's uh, so just know that and <laughs> be aware of that. But right now, um, what I'm watching young people use uh, teens and young adults, instagram is is still, being used pretty widely Mm -hmm. both for posting uh using stories and then even direct messaging it's it's pretty widely uh used and it's kind of like their base platform to just kind of let the world know who they are Mm -hmm. and and so so it's pretty general but uh see tiktok being a huge thing right now Yeah. um, uh, who you're following and what you're posting. I mean, if you want to follow the trends of uh, of, of music and, and media and popular culture, TikTok's probably the the, the most I got his finger on the pulse of that mm-hmm. right now. Kids are watching and creating that uh, in, in an enormous level. If you've got kids in your house who are really into gaming, they're probably on Discord and they're probably using Twitch. Uh, Discord is kind of a, a social media platform where. Gamers can talk and interact mm-hmm. both in and out of games that they're into. Uh, but it's really become even more of a social media platform as of late where people are not even using it just for gaming, but yeah. it's a way for them to connect. And it has a little bit more of that direct or managed group discussion mm-hmm. that I think kids like. And then Twitch is a, a streaming platform uh, where where you can either play with or watch other people playing games community as a community. And so, so those, but again, it creates this social media because you're, you're, Contacting, communicating, mm-hmm. posting messages to it, and so so those are big ones. And then these aren't exactly social media, but I think these have a huge influence on culture today. Is still YouTube, uh, podcasts, and Reddit, and and you know these are all places where I watch young people consistently finding their niche of who they're listening to, and and that's what's informing their mm-hmm. worldview. And so we really need to be aware of what kids are consuming on those platforms. Yeah.
0: And and we've kind of talked about before um, the the kind of what I would consider new phenomenon of of the YouTube celebrity. And yeah. and I, when I interact with kids and teenagers, you know, they, they're naming off people that I have never heard of. That you know, typically, year several years ago, it would have been musicians, you know. Actors, yep. celebrities that that we would see, you know, in, in our normal life, but but they're naming off names of people that I've never heard of that are YouTube mm-hmm. famous, um, and it, it's become even common enough. I've been seeing commercials where yep. it, they're they're talking about, you know, an appearance by a YouTube celebrity so and so, and and um, it's just a really yeah, unique this phenomenon. crossover happening and, in an enormous way there. Yeah, yeah. and with mm-hmm. YouTube, they're really, <clears throat> I mean, there's really no um, barriers to who can. Who can post and who can become, you know, well-known and what they can be putting out there. Really, there's there's yeah. very little, you know, filter to to anybody can get on and pretty much say or do anything yeah. they want to do for the most part on there. Yeah.
1: So so just a couple last thoughts. You know, one, I don't want this to be all like doom and gloom yeah. or negative because I, I, I do see these as good tools. And, yeah. you know, I've used social media both with my own kids and with um, kids in the youth ministry to keep good connection, to... Push them to think and have good discussion. It's also a good way, you know, for my kids at my house, you know, as we talk about, look at what, what they're consuming and what they're producing on social media, um, it's a good conversation about what's going on in their heart, what they're interested mm-hmm. in and they're, you know, they're, and they feel comfortable coming and share with me. Look at this thing I found or this new person I'm following. And, and, and so, so it's a real, it's created a really good conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's what I hope is one of the pieces for you as you maybe have these discussions in yeah. your homes is that you can use this as a way to get to the heart of what's going on in your children's, children's lives and, and just enjoy that and enjoy those conversations. But I also am really concerned about, the constant connectivity that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, we uh, we got a message from you uh, <laughs> about a concert by Weird Al Yankovic yes. that was coming close to us. And like within five minutes, I bought tickets for my entire household. <laughs> so we we're going to go too. and we we're going to go and see Weird Al Yankovic yes. here this summer. Uh, so super excited about that. But it was funny as we were doing that and trying to figure out what his live show would look like. We found out that he has a lot of songs that he's never put on an album that he plays Uh, Live, And so we started looking this up and we couldn't find one of the songs because we realized it was back from 1994. And it just dawned on us that nowadays we we think we can find anything because Mm -hmm. everything is being recorded. Yeah. But there was a day where that wasn't true. And and I don't know that that's necessarily better that we have access to everything. Because we're not ready... To have complete connectivity and have everything at our fingertips, and so, so I really think we need to help our kids figure out how to take the natural breaths and the natural rhythms to be a little bit more abnormal in yeah. this area. Yeah.
0: So as we wrap up today, our two takeaways are, are to, to do some work on that idea of accept, reject, and redeem. You know the the things the things that are out there and the things that our culture says are are normal and then the second is to go check out the sir and fill out the survey um, we'll put a link to it and mm-hmm. then on our next episode we'll we'll discuss the results of that and have I've some I've already good conversation. had some good
1: comments about your beard on there so awesome. I'm looking yes. forward to having a discussion about that.
0: Great. <laughs> I love to talk about my beard so it's <laughs> good. Where we talk about facial hair and other things. <laughs> that's right, that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Be the abnormal, abnormal.